Thank you, Bridget. And for those who think that we have coordinated our talks today, no, we haven't. Bridget has prepared hers independently of mine, but you'll see that the Holy Spirit has synchronized them perfectly. And so I'm speaking on John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Can I say what a pleasure it is to be with you today as we remember and focus on this theme of the promise of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to begin by asking a question. Do you know how many verses there are in the Bible? Anybody know off the top of their head without looking up Google, which I did? Well, there's 31,102 verses. Now, that would be a fairly simple uh, thing to find out. But to find out my next question, how many promises are there in the Bible, it would take a lot longer. Somebody asked this question uh, and a fellow by the name of Everett R. Storms thought he would, on his 27th reading of the scriptures, list every verse which has a promise of God to humans or to somebody else, you know, God promising. And he listed all of them and it took him a year and a half of reading because it takes a while to get through the Bible. And he said that there are 7,487 verses which contain a promise of God to other beings. And most of them are to us human beings. That's an amazing amount of promises. Today's verses from John 14, I would contend, is one of the most precious promises of God out of those 7,487 and there are a lot of wonderful promises, but this for our daily living and for us today is, I think, one of the best. He promises not food or possessions or goods, but he promises that the Father will send us an advocate. Now, I didn't know I needed an advocate. I wouldn't have expected that would be his best promise. But he prays that the Father will send us an advocate. Yes, Jesus asked the Father to send us an advocate. And John fourteen sixteen says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The advocate, and we know from the reading it's the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. This advocate is the Holy Spirit. Now John is the only one who uses this term advocate of the Holy Spirit. The Greek is parakleton and we often translate it as paraclete. Another tricky word. It's a word whose meaning is almost mysterious. The word is used only five times in the New Testament and each time by John. In 1 John 2 verse 1 he says he names Jesus as the advocate. 
John 16, he says, the advocate will help convict of sin. Then he says in 1526, he will witness to the revelation of Christ. And then in these verses, it says later on, he will teach us and lead us into the truth. Now you will notice in John 14 verse 16 it says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. So who is the first advocate? Well, that was given to us in 1 John 2. We see Jesus is described as an advocate. So he must be the first one. So this also gives us some idea of what the Holy Spirit will do as the advocate for us. Because Jesus did that for his disciples and, his, and the people around him. So, what is an advocate or a paraclete? Well, it's a term associated with the courtroom where an advocate would come alongside somebody who is prosecuted and help them through that court case. And so we can apply this to everyday life. The paraclete is our advocate or counsellor and he suggests true readings or reasonings in our minds and true courses of action for our lives. He pleads for our case before the Father. An advocate acts on our behalf, supports us, encourages us, helps us along, as we heard in the, in the talk that was given by Bridget. This is why in some translations this word paraclete is translated as helper or comforter. And this surely is the work of the Spirit, to be an advocate, a helper, a comforter, a counsellor, all acting and doing that as if Jesus himself were there with us. We think of Romans 8 where it says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and he searches our hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And so here the Spirit is encouraging, he's helping, he's comforting us in the same way that Christ would do if he was there right next to us. The comfort of the Holy Spirit brings is not like reclining in a new armchair, not that sort of comfort, but the comfort which the Holy Spirit gives is not something which is just soothing. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, first of all convinces us of sin and judgment and then brings the gospel to us to heal us. And the underlying word is the sense of a wise counsel or admonition which rouses and braces the moral nature and encourages and strengthens us to endure, to keep on going. And so it's in the midst of our struggles that the Holy Spirit comes encouraging, reassuring that we are in Christ and urging us to keep the faith, giving us the words to say in difficult circumstances, reminding us of the words of Christ 
and the words of the Bible when we are tempted? The word comfort goes deeper than soothing. It comes from the Latin word confortare, which means to make strong. And so that's the comfort that he brings us. That's the help that he brings us. He wants to make us strong. And this is the heart of the Spirit's work, to make us strong in all circumstances. Strong when we face temptation. Strong when things go wrong. Strong in the times and trials that life will bring us. And all of us, if we haven't faced them already, know some of those trials. So he comforts us in our grief. And he makes us strong through that time of grief. He comforts us in our troubles and he makes us strong to endure through those troubles. And he comforts us in our doubt by making us stronger in faith. And he comforts us in our weakness and he strengthens us in those times and makes us strong even though we feel weak. That's how often as bishop I feel. I feel weak and every time I have to speak or when I have to do something, I pray, Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, come. Be with me. And then I look as though I'm strong, but inside I'm not. The Spirit is the one who makes it happen. He makes all of this occur. And he comforts us when we are low, when we're down, when we're even depressed. And he helps us to climb up out of that hole. And so we are reminded of Job in all of his troubles. Job from the Old Testament. He had lost his children, he had lost his goods, then he lost his own health, and then he went through a terrible ordeal of being let down by his so-called friends. And it seemed God himself had deserted him. But then, at the end of the book, it records in Job 42, after the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before, all of his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. And they comforted and consoled him over all the trouble that the Lord had brought on him. They comforted and consoled him, strengthened him, not to doubt that all of that was because of some other reason than God's grace. We think too of the words of Isaiah 40 after the ordeals prophesied in the first 39 chapters. Then in chapter 40 it begins, Comfort, comfort my people, says God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. It's ended. The work of comfort is perhaps illustrated in this little story. A little girl lost a playmate in death. Her playmate died. And one day reported to her family that she had gone to comfort the sorrowing mother. 
And the parents said to her, what did you say? She said, I said nothing. I just climbed up on her lap and cried with her. That's comfort. She said nothing, but she simply cried with her. The Spirit is called the Advocate, the Helper, the Comforter. And today we hear how Jesus promises the gift of the Holy Spirit to his people. It first comes at Pentecost, which we're going to celebrate in the near future. But it also comes on every believer. Not only on the priests and prophets like in the Old Testament, but he's gifted to us in baptism. He's given to us as we read his word. And he's given to us as we celebrate Holy Communion. He's given to us as somebody else bears the words of Christ to us and speaks them to us. And the Holy Spirit works within us, advocating on our behalf, comforting us in our circumstances, strengthening us in this walk of faith, which is sometimes difficult. Today we praise the Father for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank Jesus that he promised the Holy Spirit to all of his people. And we give thanks for this gift of the Holy Spirit and that he sent the Advocate, the Comforter, the Helper to his people of faith. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and may the Holy Spirit direct us, comfort us, help us as we follow Jesus Christ. Amen.